Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. Hello, 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 hello. It is, what day is it? It's Wednesday. Happy hump day. Um, may you have a lovely hump. It is the 26th of January and um, what can I tell you today? Well, for some of the listeners in Australia, two in particular, it's their birthday today. Happy birthday. And a funny thing has happened, not related to their birthdays, but here is a funny thing that happened. So is it ever okay to use somebody else's content to um, try to sell your products or services? Well, for any of you that are involved in marketing, you'd go, no, naughty, naughty, very naughty, as the shaman would sing. Um, but here's a funny thing that happened. So I got an email from someone that I know saying, uh, hi, Tony, um, I hope all is well with you in 2022 is going okay. Obviously, I already know you're a very funny lady, but this email made me chuckle. This company is using this podcast with you to tout for business. I was like, what? So they forwarded me the email. And uh, I'll read it to you. Um, I won't tell you the company involved because I've already had a chat to them. But it said, uh, hi, happy new year. I've listened to this podcast with Tony Kent that I feel may be valuable to you and the team as she speaks of how organisations can use humour to deliver impactful messages on sensitive subjects. I'd love the chance to discuss how you and the team may be employing this approach and how this can fit into the wider scope of a marketing automation campaign. <laughs> I mean, you're not allowed to do that. Um, it was a podcast episode I recorded with a fantastic guy called David McIntosh. He does the Development by David podcast. And um, the episode was called Conquering Life with Comedy. And it talks about basically my background, some of the challenges that I had and why I have to use humour because fucking hell, otherwise <laughs> you could... You could drive yourself mad. And it's, it is a really fun episode. We have a right laugh. He talks about um, some of the challenges that he faced growing up. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes. But um, I did find out who the organisation was. And I, I messaged the CEO and said, um, I'm sure this is just a mistake by an inexperienced member of the sales team. And he was very apologetic and said it will be stopped immediately. But if you've received one of those emails, please let me know. And um, it kind of ties into what we're going to talk about today. I will, though, do the usual. Let me have a quick live check of the Village Facebook page and see. Let's see what's going on today. Oh, someone's missing their cat. He's really cute. He's a black and white cat. Well, hopefully he'll be home soon. Um, ongoing conversation about some butchery of trees and bushes. Oh, don't know what that is. Oh, I see. There's lots of pictures of an engine. I'm like, I don't understand. What are you trying to tell us? Mm, they are um, using OEM parts to fix an engine. That's nice. And... Um, daycare services, baby showers. Right, okay. So uh, pretty active, pretty varied. And this um, has nothing to do <laughs> with today's topic. The uh, podcast definitely did. Um, so I'm moving on to a new part of Reasons to be Cheerful, part one, which is focusing on children. And um, given these were written when the children were smaller, it's a nice 
moment of reflection here to see if things really have panned out the way I thought they would. And this piece is called We Don't Need No Education? Question mark. So at the time of writing, our daughter is about to finish her second year of primary school. Do you know what? She's just about to finish secondary school. Just applied for sixth form. It's terrifying. We are in awe of what the teachers have helped her to achieve. There are so many moments that we want to wrap up and hold on to. Stories written with the most hilarious spellings and mostly involving wolves having their stomachs cut open to allow villagers to escape. Drawings of us all holding hands and early attempts at Time's Table. She's in her element. <laughs> Not anymore. And we are loving watching her learn. And this is rubbing off on our son. He loves the fact that he has lessons at preschool and can't wait to join his sister so he can have his own book bag. Do you know what? Those flipping book bags, they were just the most rubbish thing ever. They looked like a satchel, but they were made of like this funny waterproof fabric. And they always stuffed them so full that you couldn't shut the damn thing and the Velcro would rip. So, um, yeah, I'm glad we don't have those anymore. In my last years at senior school, it would be fair to say I didn't care too much for education. I left with a couple of A's, two A's for English, English language and literature. Thank you very much. But also a couple of F's, double F's for science and a few other letters in between. I started work on my 16th birthday in a fruit and veg shop, big up Mortimer's, that is sadly no longer with us and was paid £68 a week cash in hand. I thought I was loaded and very much enjoyed attempting to pay for half a lager and lime with a £50 note at the local pub. The landlord did not share my hilarity. Yeah, it's like, you know, you've got builder's money. But he liked the money my friends and I brought in, so we were tolerated. Big up the feathers back in the day. It didn't take long, however, for me to realise that spending my days in a green and white tabard serving bananas to bodybuilders and potatoes to pensioners was not going to get me very far. This was further underlined by friends popping in during my shift. Right, this is my friend Louise. Hello, Lou, if you're listening. She used to come in and go, have you got any Carlies? Just pop up from behind one of the displays. Got any Carlies? Much to the dismay of my manager. There's nothing like shrieking 16-year-olds to scare away the high-spending old ladies. So I enrolled at college, Basingstoke College of Technology, where I was completely won over by my new experience of education. Not only could I choose subjects based on what I thought I'd like to study, but I was also allowed to call the teachers by their first name, winner. The most important thing for me, though, was that it gave me a chance to enjoy learning again. And so um, for those of you that don't know, you probably do. My dad died when I was 14. And seriously, it was like paying attention in my GCSEs was the last thing on my mind. So the fact I got two A's, actually, I think was a pretty good result. Um, so sitting in a class with a group of people who have chosen to attend is a very different sensation to being in a class because it's a legal requirement for you to be there. There was a slight hiccup though in that having completed my A-levels and resat, I resat my maths GCSE, I think I got an E the first time round and I'll check, I might have got a D second time round but having I think two English A's at GCSE and then I think I did a psychology GCSE as well and that meant I could do A-level psychology because I needed to figure out why the hell my life was as bloody mad as it was and the people in it were as mad as they were. Um, I asked the careers advisor what I could do next. Her response was, you can apply for university. This was not an option as I had no money and really like no money. My mum had spent my educational maintenance allowance. <laughs> she said, well, this is for me to pay for your food. I was like, oh, right, okay. So I knew any student grant uh, for uni was not gonna go in my pocket. 
Um, but uh, I didn't fancy racking up debts. Fortunately, she enrolled me on a secretarial course. So I did MVQ level four in business administration and secretarial skills. And before the end of the first year, I had my first proper job. So I, um, I realised that I really did want to earn money. And I did the first year thing. And I learned to touch type. And being able to touch type and being good at English and being accurate was the employability skills that I needed. So that was what got me into read employment. Um, and I never looked back after that. Because of the teachers at Basingstoke College of Technology, I rediscovered the pleasure of learning and I gained practical skills that set me on a path to opportunities and experiences that I couldn't have imagined as a Southern 16 year old. I'm not very kind to myself, am I? I thank them for setting me right. Our children are at the very beginning of their journey. I know there will be ups and downs in their time at school and whether they choose to become academics or apprentices, roofers or rock stars, I will work my hardest to keep and encourage the love of learning they have today for the rest of their lives. So, um, and it's a hard one because I do another podcast called University Challenge that highlights the stories of people that didn't go to uni. And because I didn't go, um, I don't mind if my kids go or not. I will support them if they want to go. But I do know that you don't only get one chance. And that's something that I see today that wasn't there when I was younger, probably because the school was, you know, um, it was challenging. I think lots of the kids that went to my school, lots of my peers, were in some really difficult circumstances, lots of families on free school meals, um, lots of chaotic households. And I think that's quite common. Um, so I know that there's always the, the chance to go again, but there's definitely more of an emphasis. And I've heard people say that it came in with the um, Blair government where he said 50% of young people should go to uni. But there is this like pressure on kids saying, right, you must do GCSEs, then you must do sixth form, then you must go to uni. And it's only in the past couple of years that I've noticed our local school is like, oh, yes, oh, you could do an apprenticeship, by the way because um, a lot of parents have called them out saying you cannot just highlight the kids that have gone to Russell Group um, or Oxbridge unis because they were definitely guilty of that. It made me furious. Um, so, you know, I think we all have our own pathway to follow and uh, definitely we offer lots of support to our children in terms of their education and we do encourage them but I don't want to add that pressure of you have to go to uni because I know that's not the case um but anyway I reckon we're about done so thank you for being here do check out the um development by David podcast I'll put the link to the episode that I'm in in the show notes but also go and check it out anyway because he's got some incredible guests um, thank you for being here. Thank you for everyone that's messaged me and has been participating. And I will be back with you tomorrow. Give it a share. If you're enjoying it, give the podcast a share. Bye bye.